good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today as it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? It is a joy to be with you on this podcast day. It is a joy to even bring the subject of the conversation here today before you, and that is the wonderful topic of prayer, and not just prayer in general, but prayer as a vital link that we have to God, as something more than just a list. Uh, One day, the Lord's disciples came to him in Luke chapter 11 and verse 1, our verse for the day, and the scripture says this, and it came to pass that as he was praying, catch that phrase now, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. I've always had a great deal of curiosity about the prayer life of our Lord. It has always been an astonishing thing to me that the very Son of God, deity in flesh, had such an active prayer life that it was something that was noticeable by those that were around him. And his particular prayer life was something that was distinct from what they may have been used to. You know, the Lord was often recognized in his prayers. There must have been something that was so significant about the way he prayed Uh, I think of the two on the road to Emmaus after the Lord rose from the grave. And on the way there, they're walking after the resurrection, although they didn't know that's what had happened as yet. Uh, They still had the impression that the Messiah had died. And as they're walking on the road, the Bible says Jesus approached them and their eyes were shaded so that they were not able to understand or recognize who he was. And they, had an, they engaged in a great conversation of which I would love to have been a part of. But when they got to the home, they took bread. And the Bible says that Jesus at that time began to pray. And interestingly enough, those two disciples that had had a veil over their understanding and over their vision, all of a sudden recognized Jesus And that says that they recognized him when he began to pray and give thanks. There was something significant about the Lord's Prayer. I've often wondered at those private prayers. What did Jesus pray about, do you think? Um, What needs list did he have to present to his Father? Was it a needs list at all? Um, I think sometimes our own list can overshadow or substitute a real prayer life. And I think that there's a difference there. We're not always told what the subject of the Lord's prayers were, although his famous prayer in John chapter 17 is worth really meditating on because it was the very last prayer called the high priestly prayer, but it's the very last prayer that Jesus ever prayed prior to his ascension, his death, burial, and resurrection, and his ascension into heaven. And that is a remarkable prayer that he prayed. Why don't you read it today and give a little attention to it and note how he starts his prayer with his Father in heaven. And that help gives us a little bit of clue about his kind of prayer life. Now, while we're not always told about the subject of his prayers, the disciples obviously began to see the importance of it because of the 
the frequency, the repetition that Christ was always looking for an opportunity to get away and commune with his father. He would rise while it was still dark. He would find a solitary place. He would often resort to uh, to that to having that time. He would deliberately strategize to have the time to be able to spend in prayer to his father. And so one day the disciples come and says, teach us to pray. Um, I'm sure they had heard the Lord pray on on more than one occasion, uh, but they were clearly dissatisfied with their own personal prayers. And so the Lord gave them the disciples' prayer, often called the Lord's Prayer, but the disciples' prayer, uh, not to be repeated or recited, but, but rather as a pattern for prayer. And I believe that that made all the difference. Uh, in their own prayer lives. Oswald Chambers, a great devotional writer, said this, quote, There is nothing in which our identification with Christ is more realized than when we pray. Uh, That was in my utmost for his highest. Um, He said, Prayer admits to God, the Father, our needs as an ultimate reality that He alone can solve. He goes on to say, the abiding reality is God. Am I always in contact with reality? In other words, what he's saying by that, my entire prayer ought to be taken up with understanding the reality of God in my life, that he is reality. He is the end all and be all of my existence. In him, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans, In him I live and move and have my being. My prayer life is a reflection of that. Um, I think I've looked more at prayer in the last 30 years uh, as time spent with my real Lord. And even lately, more than ever before, it becomes fresh and real to me. I have alarms set on my clock to pray. And I stood today and I went outside. The leaves are changing. It's a beautiful day that the Lord had made. Little mistiness, but the colors on the trees were beautiful. And I had the opportunity just to go out and stand uh, in the woods and cast my eyes towards heaven and get connected with my reality once again. Not to ask anything, not to plead for anything, but simply to say, God, I recognize who you are, the King of the universe, the Holy One, the one in whom there is no changing. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And to give him praise for who he is. You know, that ought to be something that you make a practice of as well. I would like to say I I do it more frequently than I do, but that's my goal, is to make sure that the breath I draw gives glory to the living God of the universe. God bless you today. Live in His presence, will you? Walk in His ways, seek His face, and trust in His mercy and grace. God bless you. Walk.